finale of Because We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me as usual, my co-host, Ethan Carter. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. So let I just want to get this. We have a guest today, and she's very patiently waiting. Um, but I just want to get this out of the way in advance. I don't want to end the episode this way, so I want to start the episode this way. Um, the l- <laughs> Oh, God, I'm getting choked up. Here it comes. Okay. The last few weeks haven't been super easy. And no, I'm going to cry. What the (laughs) hell? The podcast is going to go on hiatus. Oh, no. (laughs) Only temporarily. Ethan, you may have to do it. (laughs) So the podcast will go on hiatus temporarily. um, Just a little while so that we can... uh, Get Vincent back on track, and then we'll be back in full steam, and we'll, we'll kill it. We'll crush it. Yes, and not kill it by end it. No, kill it. I just yes, can't. I'm, not, I'm having a lot of trouble doing this through chemo. So I'd rather not put out half an effort or something that I'm not proud of than to just put something out for the sake of putting it out. And I know that's going to upset some of you. And I, Guys, I can't tell you how much I've appreciated the support it means so much to me. It means so much to Ethan. We, we, we appreciate the level of support you've given this podcast since the beginning. And I promise you, I promise you, stay subscribed. This is not the end. I'm not stopping. I'm just taking a break. Um, I listened back to the last couple episodes. They weren't up to the quality level that I expected that, I, that you guys deserve as fans of the podcast. So, I don't want to churn out a substandard product. That's basically the bottom line. And good. I didn't cry when I said it. I feel a lot better now. Okay. So now that we've gotten the sad stuff out of the way and me crying on a podcast, which I have a reputation for if you've listened to my old podcast. It's pretty funny, actually. Um, We can introduce our guest. Our guest is one of the more interesting creative people on YouTube. I'm just going to bring her right on. Sharon from Figments Made, welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, so Ethan and I are both, have both been fans of yours for a long time. And having you on the podcast, well, I mean, like you were one of the people on the shortlist when I started the podcast. Like I wanted to talk to you for a little while because I love your style and your vibe on your videos. I absolutely adore it. Thank you. That's... Uh Awesome and slightly embarrassing, but fabulous to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so the last one that you did was the, the tin punching video. Yep. And that, so I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I've even told you this, but I kind of have an obsession with like punched tin and punched copper, like those, those tiles that you usually see in like farmhouse chic kitchens. Yeah. Yep. I absolutely love that. My, my wife, when we see those in like one of those catalogs or one of those like home beautiful magazines or whatever, she's like, oh, look, this is for you. <laughs> so what, let's start with the easy stuff first. What is your background um, as far as being a maker and where did you get your start and your, you know, what, what got you on this path? Uh, it's actually a couple different things. So, okay. um, I did go to college. I eventually graduated with an art degree. Um, so I have that. I started out in computer science. So, you know, I was finding my way. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's a formula here. You, you're fitting the formula. Exactly. You start, it's yep. amazing. 
You started out in computer science. I did. <laughs> Damn it. It's, 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 a, it's an epidemic. <laughs> it's an epidemic. People are just, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's, just, no, it's, it's amazing. When it's I hear that, it just, it just makes me smile because it's like, you're another one. You know? it's, it's, <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're my people. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Like, I'm, I'm a maker, and I don't have that background at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted, but no, it's just, no. it, when I hear that, it just, I light up because I'm like, yes, you're my people. <laughs> That's quite all right. Um, I basically didn't do anything with my art degree for quite some time. I did tech support. Um, I was in marketing for a very long time. I was in management, etc., corporate world, and basically decided a couple of years ago that I absolutely hated it mm-hmm. and needed to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I basically quit my job and said, hmm. Let's try this YouTube thing. I love making things. I had done, I think I'd made one video before that. Um, <laughs> wow. And just Whoa. said, screw it. Let's go for it. <laughs> and wow. I've been having fun ever since. <laughs> so when, when did you start YouTube? How long ago? Um, when was my first video? Maybe a year and a half ago. So I've been the, putting them out very slowly. <laughs> was it the leather, the leather notebook video? Yes, that was your notebook. first yes. video, right? Yes. Yeah, wow. So you've only been... <laughs> You've only been at this a year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I, I. That's amazing to me. Like it, you, you, there's so much polish in your videos. Oh it's like, gosh, yeah. it's seriously like the production value is good. They look good. It's it's impressive that you've done that much in basically a year. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I assume part of it was the marketing background, and I spent a fair amount of time watching a lot of YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Who was your, who was the, was there a YouTuber that you watched before that was like your, yeah, I'm going to do it like blank, or was there somebody that was like your major YouTube inspiration? That would be Laura Kampf. Oh, really? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, we are fa- We are both fans yeah, of Laura Kampf, fan. definitely. <laughs> what's your favorite, pop quiz, what's your favorite Laura Kampf video? Oh, jeez. I mean, he has, Ethan has one. Yes, he liked the one. suitcase boombox. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was all about the, uh, the Zippo bit case. Right, yeah. yes. That was my favorite. <laughs> yep. Um, wow. It's hard. I think I'm going to say actually her happy machine, just because oh, yeah. the idea behind it is just fabulous. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, he doesn't know that? I oh. don't know about the happy <laughs> machine. Oh. No, but that's exciting. You get something to, as soon as we're done, you're going to go watch it. I know yeah. you are. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many parts to it. <laughs> it's four-part video. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I will check it out. I will check out the happy machine. I love when somebody turns me on to something new from somebody I already watched. It's like, how did I, how miss, did I miss that? that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you, you've been doing YouTube for a year. You are, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Ethan, you know how I found you? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, the same way, it's the same way I found Bruce. Okay. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was sitting there one day, and I was bored to tears. There was nothing to watch. So I, was, I watched an Evan and Caitlin video, and I said, you know what? I'm going to look, look up every person ahead of me on their patron list <laughs> and see if they make YouTube videos. So that's how I found Bruce, and now mm-hmm. Bruce and I are, like, real tight. Yep. And one of the people I found was Figment's Made. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is an interesting channel. I like this. <laughs> and that's how I found you. So basically the way I look at it is, you know, me and you are now in a race. 
because <laughs> he's going to be on top. Right. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm going to outlast you. I mean, if I'm I, just I, barely ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the next one up. Like, people yes. have come and gone. Yep. And I've watched my, I went from like, I, it's always funny because it was the first time I was in, I was like in the third column, like all the way at the bottom. <laughs> like, everyone was ahead of me. And little by little, I've been creeping up. And now I'm like, I'm like five and you're four, I think. Yep. And I think it's like Caitlin's mom is like yes, top. It's the like top oh, one. You're not beating gonna, her. Yeah, we're not going to be Caitlin's mom. And then it's um, Corey Ward, yep. I think, is up there. And then somebody else. And Bert, oh, Bert's, was it Bert's Bees? Is that uh, the other one? And then you and then me. Yep. So, and then, and then about 20 minutes later, small, it scrolls tiny, through. little, you, you'll see Ethan Carter. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, was, I was very late to the game for all of this. That's all right. You know, I saw, you know what's funny? I, by the way, I saw you on, um, who was it? Who was it? Somebody's, you're in somebody's patron that I watched, Johnny Builds. Oh, Johnny Builds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. You're, you're, you're credited. Good yeah. Who? I mean, so real quick, side note. I mean, I met him at WorkbenchCon. And one of the one truly one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and uh, he started his Patreon right after that. So we we we'd known each other for maybe you know five days, and I was just like, again, I binge watched his videos, and he does great work. Um, and again, just support someone that's so nice was a no brainer. So yeah, so I got in. I think I was one of his maybe third or fourth patrons. Um, his most recent video. Oh, I'm trying to remember what his recent one because I just watched it a couple of days ago. Oh, the the circular barn. Yes, the uh, table. table. The table. table. Yep. So have, the one thing I didn't get, so he did this beautiful table. Yep. And then it's he gorgeous. did it was gorgeous. <laughs> I mean and then he took and I was literally gnashing my teeth. <laughs> he put blue resin. And I'm like, What the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> and I know he did it as a tribute to the table he did right, before. before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's but, it. Yep. I'm I'm one of those guys and you know, I know I don't know how, how you guys feel. I'm curious about it. But I'm one of those guys that when somebody takes, like, an artistic risk like that, I just want to smack them. Because it's just like, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking with that? I get that you're doing a thing. Yeah. But it, oh, it just aggravated me so much. And I didn't mind the white inlay on the, on the, um, around it. I, I actually liked that he kept where it blew out. I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that was very cool. I like that. Um, I actually was joking with my wife. I said, you know what? That table would look really cool if he did. See the underside where the hexagon is? If he filled that with resin and made that the table, that would be oh, yeah. awesome. Embed a light in it, maybe? Yeah, right. Some, some LEDs. Yeah, you got to yeah. do LEDs. Like, uh, get uh, Mike from Industrial mm-hmm. Maker to put some LEDs in it for you. So, how, do you guys, how did you guys, I mean, since you both saw the video, what do you think of the blue resin in the... Because I freaking hated it. <laughs> I, I love the guy, but I hated the, I hated the design choice there. I, I I was skeptical at first, mm-hmm. um, but I I can understand he was trying to do it like it was embedded turquoise. So from mm-hmm. that side of it, I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I actually liked it better than the white uh, that he put in the rings around. <laughs> oh wow! I actually told my wife I said if he had just done black in the rings and black in the holes, I think that would have been a table that I would actually want. Yeah. Either but either way, the base. The base, the base was, oh my gosh, right. unbelievable! I mean, yeah. it was well, a work of art. And, and we've talked about it before. I mean, one of my favorite things is when people combine different materials in a, in a way that works, and and that does. I mean, I, I thought that was brilliant. And I, just down to the copper um, cap screw, uh, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Yep um, the the cap nuts. Cap nuts. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that was like a nice touch. Yeah. 
It, what what blew me away? What blew me away is there's a structure that it looked like, and I can't quite pinpoint what the structure is. But there is a structure that looks just like that table bottom. And when I saw it, it instantly clicked in my head. I could see the structure. I don't know what it is. I'll never remember. It doesn't matter. But just it was amazing. Like because I'm not the kind of guy that like I look at a piece and I get like these. I get all the feels and all the <laughs> evoke. You know, it doesn't evoke things for me. And I saw that and I was like, oh, that that's that's genius. <laughs> like yeah. that, that that's that's a look. Um, sorry, we're, we this isn't the Johnny Build show. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. It's all he, right. He yeah. is a really good. He's a really good guy, and the stuff he makes is just it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah it I I envy I envy creators that can you know churn out a big piece like that and make it beautiful, because usually big pieces are heavy on like geometry, but mm-hmm. not heavy on beauty. Um, you well, I think obviously. All three of us. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna. I think I feel like all three of us are much more on the small scale. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it, it does. I mean, I'm intrigued by that, but it's also funny that the three of us are very similar in the, in the scale of what we do. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I mean, Sharon, your stuff is your stuff is semi small scale, but it's all very artisan. <laughs> yes, sure. uh, that that's the word I would use. It's, I used it when I first met Ethan. Like he's an artisan, and you're kind of the same way. Your stuff is all very. Very handmade, very, I don't, I, 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 I'm really bad at finding words, but it really <laughs> I, is like, sorry. What yeah. was, uh, I was just going to say, I mean, I'm amazed at how many bins of things that you have. I'm jealous of all the stuff. Oh, <laughs> the it's bins. Like, it's brilliant. It's, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I tried to model, I try to model myself after people I see, and I actually have been buying these little bins for my jewelry station. Mm-hmm. And I have these craft boxes I bought from Michael's that are meant to hold five by seven photos. I have a bunch of those. <laughs> oh, they're great. <laughs> yes. And I have like a bunch of them now. So I'm actually in the process of, I, I got to post, my wife took a picture of my office the other day and I'm in the process of renovating it to put a jewelry station in. And I'm like, what do I do with all this crap? Like I have three 3D printers. I have the Cricut. I have my computer. I have, I want to have a jewelry station. I have probably about 45 to 50 rolls of 3D printer filament in here. And then my, the closet in here is all the server stuff, the network attached storage, the Plex server, the home automation server stuff. I'm like, this office is just a train wreck. (laughs) Like I can't get anything done in here anymore. But I, the one thing I do have is all my jewelry supplies are in bins. And it's the first time I've ever done anything like that. And now I understand why, like, Adam Savage has that pull-out thing with his, mm-hmm. um, with, his um, with the DeWalt toolboxes, yeah. the little small yeah. parts boxes. I get it now. I totally get it. I've been doing it wrong for a long time. <laughs> I'm not going to do it wrong anymore. So your, your organization structure is phenomenal. I'm still working on it, always. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those evolutionary things, right? Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> so one of the things that I teased last week when I said that we were going to have a, a special guest on was that you actually did something that I, you know, I think I'm, you know, Ethan can speak for himself. He's a big boy, but <laughs> I'm very jealous of. You <laughs> oh, got I'm to jealous. do something super <laughs> cool. So um, why don't you uh, tell us what you did and tell us the story? Because that's... I, it just so happened that we're recording after you went. I mean, I just for the record, I approached her, what was it, about a month and a half ago? It was a little while ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I didn't know this was happening. But then this happened. I'm like, oh, this is 
perfect. <laughs> At that point, I didn't know it was happening either. <laughs> oh, really? You didn't? You, oh, wow. Okay, this was so. very last minute. <laughs> Fantastic. So why don't you tell us the story of what you did and how you arrived at doing it? Absolutely. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, Project Egress is a project uh, that Adam Savage, um, in combination with Tested.com, his website, and a bunch of his team, uh, created a project that involved a lot of other makers. I believe 44 makers was the final count. That's, which is that's right, yep. Fantastic. Um, and had each of those makers or team of makers uh, create a part that was going to be assembled in the Air and Space Mu- Museum, uh, part of the Smithsonian Museums in Washington, D.C. Uh, and it was going to create an homage to the Apollo 11 escape hatch. So everyone had a little gear or a little attachment or whatever. Um, So I knew that the project was happening. I knew that it was supposed to be, uh, this build was going to take place um, in DC. They were going to be putting together all the parts, assembling everything from the makers, and then it was going to go on display at the Smithsonian. And that's all I knew. I said, oh, well, that's cool. You know, it's Adam Savage. He's, right. I'm a huge Adam Savage fan, so cool. That's great. Um, and then at some point, I believe uh, Stephanie uh, from Stephanie Explains It All, I believe it was from a post that she had in Instagram where she said that uh, people were going to watch the build. And I went, wait a minute. hang on (laughs) Adam Savage is going to be within driving distance of me and I can watch this thing Hmm. (laughs) so uh, and this was you know like five days beforehand like it was right beforehand and I went okay how can I make this happen (laughs) Um, so luckily I have met Jen Schachter before who works for Adam Savage now. I met her at New York Maker Fair two years ago and I've been in contact with her then, since then. She's a fabulously wonderful, sweet person and I was mad when she moved out to San Francisco to work <laughs> for Adam. Um, but so I reached out to her and said, hey, um, I'm planning on being there for the build. You know, is there any way we can hang out? I'm sure you're going to be busy. And she's like, "Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll definitely hang out sometime. Let me put you on the guest list. And I kind of went, whoa, (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to be there. How early? Where? Where do I show up? (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And then so I went back and forth with Stephanie and found out she definitely was going too. And I was trying to figure out who else was going. Uh, We tried to get Evan and Caitlin to go, but they were busy. Um, But basically, I didn't know who else was going to be there, but I knew at least some of the makers were going to be there, and I was going to get to hang out with Stephanie, which was fabulous, and hopefully get to hang out with Jen. And other than that, I really wasn't sure what was going on. (laughs) So I drove to D.C. the Wednesday night before, got there in time to crash, wake up the next morning, basically run out the door in the 107 degrees or whatever it was. Yeah, it was freaking hot. Oh, it was horrible. So bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was was the unpleasant part of it. (laughs) Um, But basically, I got there early, and they let me in the door early because my name was on the list so I was there um, about an hour before the museum even even opened so I got to wander around a little bit Uh, they didn't let me go upstairs when Adam was filming in his Apollo 11 spacesuit 
looking oh. at that. I was just like, wait, he's doing what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a geek gasm here, I, guys. I totally Come on. was. <laughs> um, but I got to meet up with a, a bunch of awesome makers, basically, and got to stand there in the front row the entire time they were doing the build. I was filming as much as I could. I was taking photos as much as I could and trying not to freak out the entire time, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, Adam is like six feet from me. <laughs> That's the, I, I, it's funny. There's few people who I think could, um, could star strike me. You know, and I, people where I would be like, whoa. <laughs> and I do think that, I do think that, um, that Adam Savage would absolutely be one of them. Like, I don't think I'd, I'd be tongue-tied like a mofo if I actually met him in person. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can state I was, I was slightly tongue-tied, yes. Because <laughs> if you're, I mean, look, if you're a maker, first of all, if you're a maker, you've read his book. I've read his book. His book is freaking ridiculous. It's so good. Um, but you've also, you've watched Mythbusters for a long time. And you've probably watched the entire season of Savage Builds at least twice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, I mean, he is just, he went from someone that nobody knew to somebody that basically everybody knows. I mean, even if you're not a maker, all you have to do is say, the blonde guy from Mythbusters. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I know who, I know who he is. Of course I know who he is. Yep. You know, he's, and so you actually had a picture in your stories, you, which by the way, Sharon did. The absolute yeoman's work of covering this thing, like <laughs> live stream after live stream after live stream on Instagram, pictures, videos, everything. And the last picture was you and Adam Savage. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Uh how was it like it was 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 he did he did you get to talk to him at all or unfortunately at that point they were literally booting us out of the room like the build uh, went slightly later than it was supposed to and they needed to get things done and then there was another event that was happening right afterwards and so i mean they really shoved us out of the room so Jesus. i was very lucky that i got to just for half a second say hey can i get okay. a selfie yeah. with you and that was really about it unfortunately so i didn't get to watch your entire live stream from the from the video but did did the build go because i imagine so once you figure out what's going on right so all these people are making all these things and it, they're making it out of different materials they're making it to certain specs but they're all making different things out of different materials did they have any assembly issues putting it together and and did, they, did, did everyone just ship it in like was it was the unboxing that day Everyone, almost everyone, had shifted in uh, beforehand. They had done some amount of checking to make sure they had all of the parts before then. But they hadn't, as far as I know, they hadn't done any, well, they didn't do any full-on tests to make sure wow. everything fit in. Holy so, crap. That's some, <laughs> I, I, my palms are sweating just. Thinking. Right? Believe me, oh, the entire god. time we're all sitting there going, oh my god, they're bringing out the angle grinder. <laughs> oh, oh no. Right. Oh. No way. I mean, yeah. oh, I would be I would be flop sweating all over the place doing this. Like, wait, so you're going to, hold on, you're going to put together, what was it, 44 different parts, plus whatever they brought with them, plus this, this door. So you got to attach everything to it. You got to put the parts. They got to somewhat work together in some case. Yeah. And you've not tested anything, and you're doing it live, and you have a certain number of hours because, hey, we need the room. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely crazy. Wow. So, uh, but everything fit. 
Mostly-ish. Uh, one ish, ish. way <laughs> for another. Uh, <laughs> there was some encouragement happening. Well, you know, uh, uh, when every tool you have is a hammer, everything fits. Yes. <laughs> this is my, my new take on that old phrase. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That I, is amazing. I, if you, I mean, just thinking, like, there's people... I know there's people that 3D printed stuff. I know Jimmy machined a hinge. I know <laughs> Evan and Caitlin... I don't even know what they did, because they didn't bother making a video of it. It's <laughs> funny, because... enough time. Well, yes, but they also said something interesting in the podcast when they were talking about, you know, making the, vi- making the part for Project Egress. And they're like, we didn't really want to make a video of it, because the videos that we watched didn't really make sense, because there's no context. Right. And I think I posted it on Twitter. I was like, Project Egress by itself is awesome. The Project Egress videos are horrendous. And not because they're bad or because the people making them don't know how to make them. It's because you had a guy, like, they would literally just be standing there and it's like twisting this one piece of metal. And it's like, okay, that part's done. It's like, what did you do? Like, the videos were really, really hard to watch for me because it's like nobody provided context for where in the build they go. Now, I don't know if they didn't know and they just got a diagram and said, here, make this part. They didn't but, know. Yeah, they I, host- I think that's true. Yeah, they they okay. did not know. So, um, so I got to uh, meet and talk to Sophie Wong for a while. Um, so she was lucky in her video. I think she did a pretty good job of it mm-hmm. as much as she could. And Paul's Garage is another one that I think did a reasonable yeah, job. Yeah, he, he did. He did actually. <laughs> I've seen that one. I mean, yeah, um, but so Sophie discovered when she was like partway through doing the build of her part. She discovered that the actual Apollo 11 escape hatch was in a museum, like it was on tour. It was in a museum like 45 oh, minutes wow. from her house. So oh, she okay. went <laughs> and like videoed it. So she figured out where her part was. She, I think there were two possibilities. So you, she could say like, look, it's right over there. It connects that thing to that thing. And you're like, oh, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah, I feel this like that is- what, that's what would have made it better. I mean, what have made the personal videos a little bit easier to understand is if they had, had a diagram that you could at least... It, yeah. At the very least, just point it. That's the piece that I'm making. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and then and then you could understand it. And that's all you need, right? Yeah. But it's I'm, really funny how like our community, like somebody would think like, oh, it's I'm just going to go look at it. Like that's something that is such a maker thing to do. Like <laughs> to to go, I'm going to go look at the real thing. Go video. Yeah. <laughs> this is very important. I need to know this information. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, just just curious, just roughly, where do you live that you drove to DC to uh, to see this? Uh, it was a <laughs> bad time wise. There, it was about three and a half hours. It was oh about God. six hours coming back. <laughs> oh. Gosh, that was a little painful. <laughs> oh, my palms are sweating just thinking about it. You are, you are one, you are dedicated. Because I got to say, like knowing three hours away, that's um, uh, that's when you start scratching the old beard and go, mm, I don't know. Three hours is probably on the border of what I can do productively. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, that used to be about two hours for me, and now like there are so many makers that are really cool to hang out with, but don't live anywhere near me. Yeah. Uh, I have stretched that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm flipping back and forth. I'm flipping back and forth on, um, on Jimmy's event in the Catskills because it's about, uh, about an hour and a half from me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, it's an hour and a half. It's, do I have the money for this? Like, it, you, all these things start coming into your mind. Like, you know it's a good thing to do. You know it's a good networking event. I know people that are going to go there. One of my friends is actually going. 
and it's like I really want to do this, but <laughs> Vincent, if, if you go, I'm gonna go. I'll put. It, I'm just putting that out. There. Oh crap! <laughs> I'm I am on the fence. I was planning on going. I'm still on the fence, but I might be going. Oh, hey, so I, I missed it. What, which uh, which event? Oh, uh, this is J- so Jimmy's doing a maker camp in the Catskills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so th- that's I, it's so close to me. Right. It, it would almost be wrong for me not to go, but the timing sucks because the next weekend is my sister-in-law's wedding, oh. and my wife is the matron of honor. Mm. So, like, I have to get everything ready that weekend, which means I would have to get everything ready the weekend before, which that's eh, not the end of the world. But I'm not going to be done with chemo either. Uh, and it's like, oh, I don't want to. I want to go, but I know if I feel like crap, I'm going to feel guilted into going just because I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really, I, it looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, even if it's just a, you know, for me, it would probably be more of a networking. Of, well, here's a question. So uh, last year, or the year before, was it last year? I think it was like, yeah, last year, my brother-in-law took a blacksmithing class. And I had done it because I wanted to. I loved Forged in Fire. I still do. It's one of yeah. my favorite TV I shows. Watched it last night. <laughs> it, it was so good last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, making karambits. Oh, yes, yes. More, please. Um, so, I'm watching. I'm watching Forged in Fire, and I watched it religiously. I caught up, and I'm like, I want to learn how to do this. So I took a, ba- a blacksmithing class, and I got to tell you guys, I don't think there's anything in making that I would rather do less. <laughs> Than blacksmith. Really? Yeah, I gotta tell you, and and that's the the reason I bring it up. Is, see, I kept my train of thought this time, but the reason <laughs> I brought it up is because that seems to be what the focus of this maker camp is. Like blacksmith, there's gonna be a lot of blacksmithing, knife making, and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. I didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I well, don't know. You probably don't want to go and say that too loud. No, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> you never want to go into a room full of people who make their own knives and tell them you don't like their trade. I mean, it's just, it's a, that's called a suicide mission. <laughs> have you guys ever? Have you guys ever tried? Have you ever got well, tried? Sure, blacksmithing? You've, done, you've gone to two. Have you gone to I, two of Jimmy's? I went to one of Jimmy's, and I'm signed up for two more. <clears throat> well, technically, I've been to two of Jimmy's classes. One of them was woodworking the other one was mm-hmm. blacksmithing yeah and, the spoon making was the uh, was the woodworking right yes, yeah that right. was the yeah, first yeah. one yep um and i have uh three quarters of the parts to make my own forge and i can't wait to get it together oh, because cool. oh I so you you got bit it <laughs> yeah you got bit okay from the very so, beginning <laughs> so the what so the guy we were talking to my brother-in-law uh, my brother-in-law and i were talking to the guy like i had more fun i made my piece i made a marking knife it works it's kind of cool, actually. I'm pretty impressed with that I actually managed to bang this thing out because we didn't have a, um, a hydraulic press. We didn't have a power hammer. We had no power tools, just a coal forge that we had to keep going and a piece of steel and a hammer. That's that was our tools. That's all you need. And, yeah, it's, it, I mean, I turned out something I'm actually happy with. I thought, wow, I'll never use it. I just <laughs> thought it was cool that I got to make it. Yeah. But I always, like... It, the guy that we were sitting, so afterwards we were standing there, we were watching the guy and we we're talking to the teacher because I was more interested in picking his brain and learning about everything and watching than I was about doing. And he said, you know, for some people, he said, how do you feel? I was like, it's good. I don't know if it's for me. He goes, you know what? It's not for everybody. He goes, do you do any of the other crafts? I'm like, well, yeah, I do woodwork. I do, you know, at the time that was all I was really doing was woodworking. He goes, you know what, dude? woodworking is probably your space and this is not the same thing and you know woodworking is your thing then do woodworking you don't have to like this and i was like wow that's kind of deep like you don't have to like this yeah (laughs) not everything is for everybody yeah so you're going to build your own forge though that is yes (laughs) that is a daunting project 
Uh, well, hopefully this one, I'm trying to do the easy one, quote mm-hmm. unquote, no build, uh, no welding. It's okay. uh, essential craftsman, uh, did a video on doing, making a basic forge. And that's basically my starting point. So, so what, what do you, what is he, what do you start with? What is your, what's the body of it? Fire bricks and basically angle iron to hold it together. Oh, wow. So wow. you're doing, okay. So you're doing kind of like the thing that Blackbeard did for his curing for his heat treating oven. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Wow, that's that's impressive. <laughs> and how and how are you going to fuel it? You're going to just have like propane tanks yep. or propane? That's like, holy crap! That's awesome. I I'm so impressed right now. This is like this is a side of you I just didn't know existed. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you, I know you do like this. I don't want to say cutesy, and I don't mean it in a diminutive way because it comes out that way. But you do these cutesy artistic things, and you're doing like that beautiful piece of punched with aluminum tin. And I was like, that is gorgeous, and the funny mistakes that you made in it, and your your comment cards in the middle, like, nope, don't do that again. <laughs> and and now I find out you're like a blacksmith. I'm like, holy <laughs> crap, this is so cool. But you know what? I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that surprised, because everything, all of your videos are different. Like, you're doing something different in every one, and we've talked about this, Vincent. Like, yep. There's some channels where you go, and they're great, and I, I, I will still watch every every week and everything like that, but they're doing iterations of the same thing and i think that's what one of the thing one of the many things i really love about your videos is every time it's so different i mean it can be a, a leather notebook to a robot you know it's it's, just, <laughs> it, it's it's fantastic i love it i so had a I'm, word i'm not surprised that you'd be you know why not my word to describe sharon since i've found out about her We'll talk about you like you're not here. But my word to describe Sharon since <laughs> I just found go and out about her <laughs> is, is fearless. Mm-hmm. It's fearless. You'll take Absolutely. on, you've taken on pretty much everything. And it's, I love it. I, like Ethan and I literally have had this conversation multiple times online, multiple times on the show. If somebody's making the same thing over and over again, like he said, I'll watch the videos, but I'm not getting a whole lot of enjoyment. I'm watching because it's someone I like. Rather than somebody who's doing something like, what are they going to make next? Like, like Bob just released part two of his R two D two build. Oh, I know, I watched it, and I have <laughs> no interest in building an R two D two. None. I will right. never build one. But I love watching Bob because I. It's like a. It's like a lottery every week. It's like, what are they doing? What's he going to do this <laughs> week? What's it going to be? Is he going to build a robot? Is he going to make a swing? I don't know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> he is he going to do four really cool bathroom projects, like. Yeah. I love channels like that. I love channels like yours, and that's why I like I like that you put a little thought into your videos so that you're not just going, oh, this week I made, you know, I made a robot. Next week I'm going to make a different robot. The week after I'm going to make a third robot. And guess what I'm making the fourth week? You guessed it, a robot. <laughs> it's like, okay, and those are cool robots, but... Um, so, I, I got to ask, so, like, did you... So, the, the whole, I mean, I kind of think of your videos as almost like an old silent film yep and i love it i mean again i when i discovered it and i watched the first one i was like i hope this is how everyone is because it's, <laughs> i think it's a brilliant format that's that no one that i haven't seen other people doing and i think it's really smart how intentional was that was did you have that concept going into it or did it you do one and kind of it worked and I, I honestly hadn't thought silent moody, movie specifically until someone mentioned it after like the second video or something. And I was like, oh, okay. So I wasn't, if I'd been trying to aim for that, it probably would have gone too far. Like too it would far, have yeah. added in the you know static and whatever. So I'm glad I didn't think of it. Um, but honestly, one of the reasons was like, well, 
if I don't have to record audio, that's going to make my life a lot easier. (laughs) So at the beginning, it was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll work into voiceovers or something later. Now I'm like, it's it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against your voice. I just think it's, well, you know what I also think it lends itself to is I think your, your wittiness and your dry humor, it's, it's so on point and so perfect for that style. It, it, I don't know if it would translate to a voiceover. Right? It's yeah. just so clever and and I don't know. I think that I love the style. That's Thank very you. cool. That's... My wife loves videos that where the, where the maker doesn't talk. It's her favorite thing. <laughs> like she she actually she's funny because she not only likes where the maker doesn't talk. She likes it when the maker doesn't use music. Like she wants a quiet video. It, you know, almost like ASMR. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just just the mm-hmm. sounds of the shop. That's fine. And like she likes Jimmy's videos because Jimmy well, is just gonna constant chipmunk yeah. noises. Yeah. Yep. But he never, you know, he doesn't speak. And I honestly, I'm a patron of his, and I don't watch the patron videos with the voiceovers because it's weird watching a Jimmy Duresta video with a voiceover. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, but that's classic Jimmy. Classic. Jimmy. <laughs> oh God, classic Duresta. <laughs> well, right. I, I love how his throwback Thursdays have now become uh, yep. classic Duresta. But it's great because you know what? I haven't seen a lot of those because. Yeah, I've only seen some of them. Every once yeah. in a while, one comes up. I'm like, oh wait, I've actually remember this one. <laughs> I'm watching it again anyway. <laughs> it was, you know. So when I found him, and you know, I normally like when I find a new video, I just sit there and I binge a channel. And I remember going through his channel the first time. I was like, this guy is just a wealth of cool shit. Like, <laughs> there is just so much awesomeness in this channel and on the stuff that he made. It, old stuff, new stuff, didn't matter. It was all cool. The only thing that made me cringe sometimes was watching him work in that little shop when he was in Manhattan. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I don't know how you do it, dude. Like, you, you're, you're very lucky that you know what the hell you're doing, but watching him maneuver large pieces on that big central workbench that he used to have, mm-hmm. you, I used to just get like nervous. Like he's gonna drop it. He's gonna drop. He's gonna drop. He's gonna drop. He's gonna drop. <sighs> I feel very fortunate when I see. I always feel like my shop is kind of small. I feel very fortunate when I see some of the shops that people work in. Like oh wow, they are doing a lot more in a much smaller space than I am. Kind of. <laughs> how big? How big is your your shop? Like it, it seems like it's kind of a just a room right it is a room in the back of my house yep. wow so you do everything indoors uh just about every once i mean i've uh let's see there was some angle grinding that i did outside because right. i don't really want to set my house on fire oh, why not that's that's come on it's just a test of if you know how to put one out <laughs> the funniest thing happened by the way you guys will appreciate this so i'm looking i'm in the Glowforge user group on facebook and a woman the other day said i know the importance of getting a fire extinguisher could someone tell me how to use one? Oh no! <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh my god, lady, please step away from the laser for at least a little while. Like, you're literally hitting things with focused fire. Could you right. make sure you know how to put that fire out, please? I'm begging you. <laughs> the one well, thing when, I know. When I was a ki- oh, god, god. Uh, The one thing I know about lasers like that, it's the, it's not when you're going to, it's not if you're going to set something on fire, it's when you're going to set something uh-huh. on fire. I bought my first ever fire extinguisher when I got my Glowforge because <laughs> I'm like, I'll never set anything on fire, but I will be prepared just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the laser is, um, I, I've heard people even saying like they can't get homeowner's insurance when the homeowner's, um, when the insurance company finds out they have a laser. Oh, wow. And it's like, oh, well, I guess my insurance company is just never going to know I have a laser then. <laughs> Oh, look, the, fu- the fire started in the room with five computers. What a shock. <laughs> 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 it's, 
It's true though. I mean, like if you looked at if you look at what the average geek has in their house, the the fire is more likely to start with some piece of electronics yeah. than it is yeah. to start with that laser. Those lasers, I mean, they are remarkably self-contained. And by the time that thing's burned enough to start a fire, you're probably going to be able to put it down. I mean, I don't see a whole lot of houses going up because of their Glowforge overcutting a piece of acrylic. I no, mean, no. It's going to be the people who leave it and, you know, go out and get pizza while it's running or something. <laughs> yeah, or who buy the- I'm pretty sure the pasta I was making before this. Uh, <laughs> I have set I have set many a thing on fire. Nothing in the laser. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Most of it with grease too. And uh, there was some dispute uh, over whether it was a grease fire, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> so, what um, I'm really into, I'm my pet thing that I love is desktop fabrication, um, 3D printing, CNC. Um, lasers. Do you have any of that stuff at all? Or are you interested in any of that? Or is that in the future? Or um, I don't have any of that. And at the moment, I don't have any plans. I mean, if someone wants to give me a CNC, you know, I'd probably do something with it. <laughs> uh, I second that. If anyone wa- out there wants to send me one. Exactly. And hey, you know, you want to send me a Glowforge, I'd, I'd be open to that. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to tell you that that those things, I mean, they're just a li- they're literally a license to print money. They're mm-hmm. They're amazing. I mean, I saw, so when we went, I went to Maker Faire in 2017, and the Muse was on display right in the, right in one of the main tents, uh, and I walked in, and it was, there were five machines, it was like 20 people deep just to look at them, and I was watching what the, the, the video that they had on the top of the booth, and what it could do, and I was just like, one day I'm going to buy one of these, <laughs> one day I'm going to buy one, I, I just knew, I, I just had to have one, I just, there's no, even if I never made a dime, just the cool stuff you can make with it is like, I, I'm fascinated by desktop fabrication, because in, you know, I've started making jewelry, and when you make jewelry, I, could, I prototyped a piece that I had made out of copper, and the prototype, and I held, uh, just, just out of curiosity, I wanted to see if it would work. And I held the copper up to the prototype when I got the final. And it was like, wow, it was dimensionally accurate. Right. Which, which is a freaking miracle if you think about it. Because <laughs> I was able, I started with a design that would have looked ridiculous on anyone that wore it. It was too big. And I didn't know it was too big. I just, you know, I did measurements in Illustrator. And I was like, that sounds like it's about right. I made the 3D print, and I showed it to my wife, and she goes, are you making this for a woman, or are you making this for Flava Flav? <laughs> and I'm like, it's that bad? She goes, dude, no woman's going to wear this. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll make it smaller. And I went back, and I knocked some size off. I go, what about this? She goes, no. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm screwed. <laughs> so I went back, and I made it really, really tiny. She goes, now that's something a woman would actually wear. I'm like, okay. Now I know. <laughs> so when I got the final ones, I looked, and I was like, wow, my, my Prusa printer, my thousand dollar prusa printer is able to give me a prototype that's dimensionally accurate enough i mean it's not exact but i'm talking like half a millimeter all the way around off more than enough to judge size on something we live in an amazing time when it comes to stuff like that absolutely and we have access to stuff that we don't even think about anymore but we have access to stuff that would blow people's minds even 10 years ago let alone 20 years ago 30 years ago oh yeah absolutely What's your um, what's your tool situation like? Like, so I'm, I guess you can call it lucky. Uh, one of my grandfathers and my father uh, were both into woodworking. So oh, brilliant! I've got some tools from my grandfather's old shop, and my father's not making as much stuff as he used to. So he's like, hey, 
I'll lend these to you. <laughs> oh, your dad did that too. Yeah. Okay, yeah I'm just going to lend these to you until you get your own. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, luckily, he hasn't needed most of them. So. <laughs> so I'm lucky that I do have some equipment that I would not have otherwise. Um, from the sort of more artsy, craftsy kinds of size, I've kind of been compiling stuff for years. <laughs> <laughs> I have this amazing exacto knife that is just killer mm-hmm. that has changed my life it looks gorgeous it is stunning and you know what's stunning about it it's the first exacto knife i've ever owned that i actually use because it actually stays in my hand mm. they're too thin right i mean that's that's i really they, you know too thin yeah did you see jimmy's video where he pimped his truck did both of you see that yeah. video yeah did you see what oh, he yeah. said about the pickup trucks yes <laughs> and how the design of them is just, is just designed by people that don't drive pickup trucks yeah, yeah. right he's it, it's the same thing with the damn exacto knives it's the same thing with drills it's the same thing with shop lights which they've had that conversation on making it at least 50 times it's like the people that god it's the people that design these tools don't use them I'm lucky that the exacto knife I got, I originally had one of the stupid, skinny, metal, can't use them things. And at some point a few years ago, I found one that was thicker. It's basically got a rubber covering over it. I've I seen those. Yeah. Love it. If I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be nearly as far along as I am. So the thing that always confuses me with them, and you know, I'm just because I'm kind of new to it, I have one of those annoying skinny stick ones that I should probably just pay Ethan to just make me another cover <laughs> so I can actually use both of them. Um, I don't know what blades to buy either. It's like, oh, this is a number five. This is a number six. This is a number 11. Like, wh- which one do I need? Well, you need this one for cutting this. And this one's like, oh, screw it. I'll just use a real, I'll use my maker <laughs> knife for everything. And that's what I did. It's what I've done for, you know, since I got the maker knife, that's all I use. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. and using an X-Acto knife is like, oh, wow, this is like a whole different ballgame, especially when you're taking like resin squeeze out mm. off of things. That blade is just rigid enough to take that to take that off, and it's just it's wonderful. Yes, it is. It, it's wonderful, <laughs> and I'm starting now. I'm starting to get comfortable using it because, like, I I kind of learned how to turn the blade and how to f- point the blade into what I'm doing and angle it, and it's almost like learning how to whittle. <laughs> you know, it's it's really funny. Like, I never thought that there was so much skill involved in using an exacto knife, and wow, look at that. There's a lot of skill involved in it. <laughs> I just dropped off, guys. I apologize. I'm, I'm oh, back no, now. It's fine. It's fine. Cast can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Cast can handle anything. Um, what else do we have? What else do we have? There was something else I wanted to ask you, and of course I don't remember, but um, one of your projects, damn it. Oh, well. That's ah, not going to happen. This, this is, by the way, guys, this is why we're going on hiatus because <laughs> Vincenzo can't remember anything anymore. That's all right. My memory's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, go ahead. Oh, oh, no, go ahead. Go, go, go. Cause no, I was, I was just going to ask, like, so, so you're going to the, another Jimmy event and th- is this the one, so there's an event in the Catskills that is Jimmy's sponsoring kind of. Right. Is that the one that you're talking that about? That is the one we're talking That's about. That's the one, yeah. Oh, okay. He's laying. All he's right. basically lending his name to it. Yeah, okay. Oh, that seems really cool. I, think it, 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 I, I want to meet him so bad. And so Bernie's going, and mm-hmm. me and Bernie are tight. And are you, Yeah, I love Bernie. He's I, such Bernie's a nice my boy. Guy. I, I, adore, I adore Bernie. I, I, he's another one I met at WorkbenchCon, mm-hmm. and he brought his little Sharpie um, pen thing. Oh, yep. genius. He brought it, and oh, I was just gorgeous. like, I, he let me hold it, and I was like, 
just I didn't want to give it back. <laughs> yeah, it's just and and but we talked for a while, and he's just he's such a. I don't know. Just such a personality, so smart and so like ingenious. It's great. He's one of my favorite people. He's yeah. not just one of my favorite makers. Not just, he's one of my favorite people. The night that the night that we recorded, um, him and I, I, he and I talked. We talked for two hours, <laughs> and then recorded the podcast, <laughs> yeah, <you're... laughs> and then talked for like another forty-five minutes afterwards. <laughs> and I probably could have gone another two hours. I mean, I just I love the guy, and I have. An, an invention in mind. I have an invention in mind, which I will talk to you guys about afterwards. <laughs> um, but I have an invention in mind, and I actually, Bernie's going to help me develop it. Nice. Because I, I, it just has to be made. It, it's something, I don't want to give too much away, but it's something, again, back to pickups. If you own a pickup and I tell you what I'm making, you'll be jumping for joy throwing your money at me. <laughs> like, awesome. it's just such an idea that, like, nobody's done. And I can't find anything like it, and I really just have to flesh it out so he and I can get started developing the mechanism to make it work. But I asked him, and he's like, yeah, of course. I love working on projects like that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I got a goddamn genius working yeah, with Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy for sure. Exactly. You know, right. Maybe if I want to make like an elite version, Ethan, you can make like a really nice leather case for it. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, I think... Uh, I don't want to end it now because I'm enjoying this, but I feel like I got nothing. Uh, I could talk more about Project Egress if you want me to. Yeah, I'm 100% sure. I thought we were, yeah, absolutely. What else? What Uh, else you got? Let's see. I will say one of the fabulous things about it was not just being there and experiencing it and having the build and cringing every time they bring out the angle grinder. (laughs) Um, But the other makers that were there, I mean, everybody who was in that room was either an enormous... Adam Savage fan <laughs> or they were had made a part for it or they were following the whole thing because they love NASA one way or another everybody in that them all three I, right probably <laughs> there's all those vet that Venn diagram has a lot of overlap yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so basically you're in a room for however many hours it was seven hours or whatever just filled with people that you're like these are my people <laughs> it was fantastic so I got to meet um uh, Dorothy, who's the head of the Nation of Makers. Um, one of the other makers that was there who did a part was uh, Janet uh, Building 61, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I got to hang out with her for a while. And like I said, I got to hang out with Stephanie and Sophie. And it was just so amazing to just instantly click with these people, right. some of whom I had no idea existed on the planet before. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just all of a sudden you're like, yes, I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't have right. to explain who Adam Savage is. <laughs> oh, isn't, that, isn't that the greatest thing ever? Like you walk into a room of strangers and you have so many connections that you, you know, you just, you're, you're just friends instantly. Yeah. It's the nicest thing in the world. I love yeah. that about Maker Faire. Yeah. yeah. Like, we were standing online waiting to see um, Bob and Angus and Joel Telling talk. Mm-hmm. And we we're just having conversations. I was just having conversations with people in line that I've never spoken to. I don't know who they were. I've not seen them since. One of them may have been me. <laughs> uh, it's, very, it's very possible. I mean, I, it was really funny because I don't think I saw, I've ever seen your face until the picture with Adam Savage. It's like, oh, that's what she looks like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't but, have it out there that much. <laughs> no. And, and by the way, that's... I. I I could totally respect that. I like that your your face isn't your brand. Yeah. Like, your brand is your style. Yeah, uh, it, it, it There is a... I just... 
I'm a fan of your work so much, and I want your channel to be like one of those channels that everybody knows and everybody watches and everybody loves because, first of all, it's interesting. Your videos are great. Your production values are great. But you're just a nice person, and you you talk. You're nice on you're nice on Instagram, and you're nice on Twitter, and you're approachable, and you're friendly. And it's like we need more people like this. You know, I mean, I've put out feelers to people to be on this podcast and just been ignored. Mm. And I don't, I don't hold it against them. I'm just ups, I'm just a little disappointed yeah. because a couple of the people I've put out feelers to, I've actually met in person and they know who I am. Mm. Like, I know they know who I am and I put feelers out and I've just gotten dead air in return. Hmm. And it really is just one of those things that just eats at you. And I, I love that I asked you and your answer was, Yes, but I just need to get a microphone. I'm like, of course, when, you know, <laughs> that, that's awesome. Yeah, here's here's a microphone I would recommend. You know, if you don't already have one, I I do love how I feel like we've developed a friendship. You know, I'm, I'm I won't speak for Ethan, but just me and you, I feel like we've developed a friendship, even if it is online. And I really do appreciate those friendships because, you know, kindred spirits find themselves in strange ways. I find I don't have a lot of real life friends who relate to me and what I do. So, yeah. well, you know, I think I mean, I think we talked about this on the first episode that we did. It's like all of a sudden, like in same just like you were saying when you were surrounded up by all these people that understood you or that had the same passion or whatever. I'm that's what Instagram and all these communities is for me. It's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden there's all these people that are like minded. They are passionate about the same things. They get excited about the same things. And it's like like you have way more in common with these people than the people that you have been friends with for years and that's not a bad i mean that's you know that's nothing bad to say about your friends you've known for years but it's it's an instant connection right uh that's really special i think absolutely no i don't i don't have these kind of connections with people in meat space like I i just don't um yeah no i i completely agree and that's it's one of the reasons why if I can go to something that isn't too far away, or maybe it's in England, <clears throat> and you know, oh. actually meet these people in person and hang out with them and talk, like, don't get me wrong, the online community is absolutely fantastic. But actually sitting next to someone and continuing that conversation, as, even though you've never met them before, and just instantly clicking, and you go out to dinner, and you're talking, and it's seven hours later, and you're going, oh, I should probably go back to the hotel now. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's, it's just so wonderful. You, you went to, you went to uh, Maker, Maker Central. Central. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted, it was so funny, because I wanted to go, I wanted to go to Workbench Con last year, mm-hmm. and something came up where I was like, I couldn't make it. I wanted to go this year, and this year I had just finished chemo. Yeah. And I, and I was about to have surgery, and I'm like, is there, what the hell's going to happen next year yeah. that's going to keep me from going to WorkbenchCon? Because I know something's going to happen, right? I just want to go to WorkbenchCon because I feel like, I know I can't afford to go to Maker Central. Like, that's just yeah. not realistic. I would yeah. love to. Yeah. I mean, it just looks like the greatest thing ever. But WorkbenchCon, to me, looks like well, I want to do that. Everyone know, goes. It, yeah. What it is, too, I mean, I, like, it's, it's kind of like we just said. I mean... I get nervous about me, you know, just going up and introducing myself to people. Mm-hmm. But at WorkbenchCon, again, we're all part of this community, and it's yep. like, there's no, there's no boundaries. And and it was a great experience for that exact reason. It was just like everyone was interested in the same things. They were excited to like know who you were. Um, and again, actually, a funny story is, I I never showed my face on anything. 
before WorkbenchCon. I don't mm-hmm. think I think maybe I did one story with my face on it. And so I went to WorkbenchCon and I introduced myself pe- uh, myself to people, and they'd be like, "Oh, uh, who who are you?" And and then I'd show them my logo, and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." <laughs> so it, there is something to be said to show your face a little bit, but yes. Well, I, anytime I'm out in a public maker thing, I will have my shirt on with my logo smashed on the chest because mm-hmm. no one will know who I am no, otherwise. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's like so. It's like the Maker Monster. Like, if he ever took that oh. mask off, like, would anyone even know who this guy is? <laughs> like, he's got the greatest gimmick ever. Like, he could go out oh, yeah. in public and no one will know. <laughs> Can yep. I tell you though, in person, one, he's the nicest guy. Oh, I'm sure. He sounds exactly like it. <laughs> no way. That's not an affect. At Maker Fair last year, um, I, I knew he was coming. Like, I knew him online before. Then I knew he was coming, and I literally wasn't facing him. I heard his voice. I heard him laugh, and I turned around. I'm like, "Where is he? Where is he?" Because <laughs> I, I knew he was him. Oh, <laughs> I love, so I love him so much. He's he was such in the a good guy. so he's in the I like to make stuff group, and the first time somebody posted one of his videos, and I had never seen him before, oh. and somebody posted one of his videos, I was like. That is the creepiest mask I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, and he commented videos. right underneath. He goes, "What mask?" <laughs> yes, and I was just like, "I yeah. love this guy." I'm in. I'm in. That was all I needed. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out, if you haven't the guy for you listening folks, if you haven't checked out the Maker Monster, he's a really talented guy who does a wide variety of stuff, and he wears the creepiest freaking mask. <laughs> it it makes me itchy when I walk like. <laughs> And I finally figured out, it was a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I was binge-watching his stuff, because I, I knew of him, but I wasn't really watching his videos. Now I watch his every one. I look forward to it. And I, I was sitting there with my wife, and I'm like, oh, look, you can kind of see where his eyes are. Like, <laughs> yeah. it kind of makes sense. It's like, oh, okay. I was always wondering where his eyes actually were on the costume. But what a great mask. And I love how his, like, when he wears his chef hat, it fits on the mask. Yes. And it's like he has the glasses that fit in, the safety mask that fits over. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> this guy's the best. I oh, love this wonderful. guy. He, he must live by me because uh, Paul Jackman was up doing, uh, like, a meet and greet at uh, Rockler up here um, in probably March. And and he came. I, he, I missed him, unfortunately. But he was like I saw the stories, and he was he came in there. So he must live near me. Do, do you guys know where he lives? Like I have no idea. He must. But yeah, well, he's 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 he he's hilarious. He, he you know what he's got a he's got a good shtick. Yeah, that is a little bit annoying. Yeah, but not to the point where I wouldn't want to watch. Like it's annoying where it's like <laughs> that's a shtick, right? Yeah, yeah. it's that's yeah. exactly it. And All I can right. imagine. And, you know, I, I stopped looking at it. When I saw his workshop in one of his recent videos, I'm like, this isn't for me. This is for kids. This is for kids to watch with their parents. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, I want that workshop. <laughs> right. Oh, the colors and everything. It's like everything's got googly eyes and bright colors yes. and it's beautiful. And I'm like, there's, there's a thing. Like, I didn't get the whole package. I just saw him. But once I saw his shop, I was like, oh, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it's not the Maker Monster. It's like Maker Monster Inc. Right. I get yeah. it now, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because once you, you know, I watch, um, I listen to one of my the guy I consider my mentor, Jason Stapleton. He always talks about branding and communication and influence, and he's always talking about building your brand. And so now I'm kind of tuned in and I look for what people are doing to build their brand, and. I saw his mask and I was like, oh, the, the, that's the brand. And then it's like, no, that's, that's not the brand. The brand is the whole thing. 
Right. And you start to get it, and it's like, yeah, okay, okay. Like when he did the giant remote, (laughs) that was one of my favorite, not even just one of his videos, one of my favorite videos on YouTube in the past couple of weeks. Like it was just a great video, and made me smile, and it was fun, and it worked, and it was educational. And I'm like, damn, they didn't have stuff like this when I was a kid. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. I think well, of I all mean, the things we could have learned if those were the videos that we were watching and learning from. Right. The oh, only no. maker the only maker I knew, I mean, I knew my, my grandfather was a carpenter and a draftsman. And my father was, I've always said, and I, it's actually in my bio on my website, my father was one of the best carpenters I've ever known. He's an amazing carpenter. And, but that was it. There was no YouTube to learn this stuff. You know, if I watched anything on TV to learn how to do woodworking, it was probably the Woodwright shop. Yep. And God, you know, you're not going to do anything that way anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I wish I had YouTube when I was a kid. You know, oh, I'd yeah. be a different person, I think. Absolutely. A lot of us I would, would be. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I started, you know, I, I was telling, you know, I was telling you, Ethan, I started making, you and I started in the makerspace around the same time. Mm-hmm. I started a couple of months after you in 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, my life as a maker didn't happen until then. Right. And it's like, wow, 2017. So I was already 41 years old when I finally figured out that, hey, making stuff's kind of cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What the right there hell took me so long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then once you, once you found it, you're, you're like, I think that's, we have the same path. And I think a lot of people, it's just like, nah. all right, again. This is my world. Like these are the my people. These are yeah. this is what I like to do, and it's like so refreshing. All of a sudden, you've discovered this whole yep. community, you know? and it's just you know once you learn, it's 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 like skill stacking, right? So you learn one skill, and it's like oh, I can learn something else to make that first skill work better. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe the first skill you learn is like basic like woodworking and assembly and stuff like that. Then the second skill you learn is finishing stuff, and once you finish your first thing. I mean, at least in woodwork, right? But once you finish your first thing and you step back from it and you go, wow, did I just, did I make that? Like, that's something I made? Mm-hmm. And that's the bug. And if it, it, it bites you and it bites hard and it stays and it, it lingers. Then you, then you start looking at, well, what can I do to make my woodwork better? Well, I can learn how to do inlay. I can learn how to route stuff. I can learn how to do really cool, you know, geometric designs and then you start going, well, what if I used resin? What if I used acrylic? What if I used metal? What if I just used 3D printed parts? And eventually you just develop your skills start with one skill. And, you know, you go down the road two years and all of a sudden you've learned a lot. <laughs> yep. If, you know, you, you just, all you need to be a good maker, it's not so much skill because most of us have no skill going in and we learn the skills as we go and we get better as we do. You need to have a curious mind. And I yes. think if you have that curiosity, it's going to drive you to learn stuff constantly. You're going to always be learning. You're going to always be pushing. You're always going to be trying to figure out what the next skill you need to learn is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why a channel like yours, Sharon, is so yeah. so relevant because you, you're exploring that curiosity on YouTube with us. Yeah. Like, I- like I, I'm going to learn this. and. You know, there was that one point, I wish I remembered where it was, and I probably should have watched the video to refresh my memory, but there was one point where you had that little hiccup where you had it in the, the tin video, and you're like, shouldn't have done it that way, you'll see why later. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yep, we all have those moments. <laughs> I think that was more than uh, once in that particular video. <laughs> 
But yeah, you watch like I've watched a lot of videos and I've gone, oh, that's that's just not going to work, and it doesn't yeah. work. And you go, all right, well, at least I knew it wasn't going to work. I feel bad for the guy doing it; it didn't work. But yeah. you know, whatever. It, you know, at least I have enough skill now to look at it and go, okay, I knew that wasn't going to work. Good, I, I've I've learned something. That's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I mean, again, going back to your video, Sharon, like I watch your videos, I'm like, she she does things like I do, which is. I mean, I, I love, obviously, but you, 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 like, explore as you go. You learn mm-hmm. as you go, and that's refreshing because I think there's a lot of videos out there that just, um, that just, this is how you do it, and this is the result. And I, that, at least for me, that's not how I build or make. It's, it's you're doing it, and as you go, you fail, as we talked about in the last episode. <laughs> um, you fail, and, and then you... T- you adjust and you tweak and there's so much of that in your videos and I love that it's you know it's a very cool way of going about projects yeah it's uh I think my the first video I hadn't quite figured out that you could include the Mm, whole process you know (laughs) (laughs) the things that actually happen yeah exactly and that's what that's but it does that's what really happens right that that is absolutely what happens i'm not adding in anything extra no i'm really screwing up all along there (laughs) you're not adding in more you're taking out less Uh, yes and that's something that's that's, that's really what i think people you know the process is important and it's nice to see a polished like wow, that guy just knows how to do everything. Mm-hmm. There's a place. Yeah. But I've learned a lot watching makers fail. Mm-hmm. Right, because then you learn, okay, there are ways of doing this, and that wasn't the right one. <laughs> Maybe right. next or, time you try something different. And, 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 and how, did they, how did they attack it? What, how did they figure out a way to fix it? Right. right. That, to me, is more important than, than sending me the plans on how to make something. It's how right. did you problem solve it? You right. Know? Yeah, that's... That's some, like I like watching I like watching Craftsman because mm-hmm. I th- I always go into every video he makes going oh I know how to do that and I watch it and for five minutes in I'm like oh I have no freaking idea <laughs> like I thought I knew how to do that but there have been a cu- there have been a couple where it's like yeah I know how to do that that's not I'm just watching him do it and then there's a couple where I go oh I'm following the process and I'm bragging I'm showing off to my wife I'm like yeah the next thing he's gonna do is this and he changes it up and I go. Or not. Oh, damn, that's that's genius. <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> that's, that's a much better way to do this, yeah. right? And and that's another thing. You know, it's not just about learning how to do something, but it's learning how to do something the best way. You know, you're always refining your processes. You're always mm-hmm. trying to find. You're not necessarily trying to find shortcuts. Everybody thinks that that's a shortcut. It's not a shortcut. Huh. It's sometimes there is a. I, I said this literally the other day. I said sometimes there is a right way to do something. Mm-hmm. It may not be the fastest way. It may not be the, you know, but there is a right way to do stuff. You know, there's a lot of ways, but there's sometimes in some situations, it's not a matter of opinion on whether something is the right way to do something (laughs) or not. There is a right way to resaw a board through a bandsaw. There is a right way to cut certain things. There is a right way to pour acrylic, to pour uh, resin. There's right ways to do stuff. doesn't mean you can't do it any other way. It just means, you know. If your time matters to you, you should probably learn the right way. <laughs> but and I've a lot of videos that I've watched are processes that I know how to do, and I watch someone do it and I go, oh my god! There was one that David Picciuto did. I it was, I it blew my mind. It was he was cutting something on the miter saw, and I was like, oh, well, now you're screwed. You can't cut the other end. Well, of course you can. You just turned the damn board around, or he moved it to the <laughs> other yeah. side of the yeah. bandsaw, and I'm like, uh, the, and I'm like. 
oh my God, I never thought to just move it to the other damn side of the blade. <laughs> like I'm sitting there with the angle gauge trying to get the, an- no, just put it on the other damn side of the blade and cut it the other way. Yep. Holy crap. What stuff like that, like that's the stuff that you go, I need to watch more people do stuff because yeah. that's the stuff that fixes your process. Well, I think that's what you, I mean, most of what I get out of YouTube videos is not the how to make what they're making, as we've said many, many times, but it's, you learn a little trick here, a little trick there, mm-hmm. this yeah. problem solving, this, whatever it is, and, and then you incorporate it into the project that you're actually doing, you know? Right. Well, when Steve Ramsey was on, what he, what he said is true. He's not, he doesn't necessarily want you to go out and build the project. He wants you to learn the techniques when he makes something. And the te- when you take away a technique, you're going to get more out of it than take away how to make a chair. It's not about how to make the chair. You can go make a chair. Don't tell, I'm not telling you not to make chairs. But understand why you're doing what you're doing at each step in the process when you're making the chair. And it's going to be a much more rewarding process for you. Yeah. I figure I learn more about the materials that I'm working with by failing and having to work Mm -hmm. more with them than just getting somebody's plans and, okay, chop the wood here and go whatever. Uh, Totally. um, I screw up 10 times on something. I'm going to figure out all the different things. Okay, the grain goes that way, so you shouldn't do that. Oh, okay, now I get <laughs> and you're it. We're going to forget it, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's yeah. so relatable because everything I touch with resin for the first time turns to crap. Uh-huh. And it's like resin is just a pain in the ass. I mean, if you've never I I don't know yeah, how have much Have you done anything with Have you done anything with resin? It's on the list. I have yeah. like three okay. plan projects planned. I haven't gotten to them yet, but I definitely going to ask right. you lots of questions. You, you and me are in the same camp, so we're going to yeah. be hitting you up. Absolutely. That's cool. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm readily available. The, the thing with resin for me is that I always think I have it figured out until I do the next one. <laughs> like, it, I, can, I have those pendant frames that I've been selling like yeah. hotcakes. Yeah, they've been great. Yeah, they're selling like crazy. Every, almost everyone... In fact, just about everyone that I've posted on Instagram is for a client. I've not... I have, That's awesome. That's I have fantastic. two. I have two right now that are just ones that I just made to try out some new techniques, right? The rest of them have all sold. I think I have it nailed, right? So this morning I tried some new stuff with, without frames and just molding the resin. And I came close, but I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious I have, a, I, have a, I have an idea, right? But it's going to take a lot of experimentation before these m- frameless pendants are ready for customers. Yeah, but but they're get getting there. there. You'll get there because yeah, get- you do know and what you're doing. You're just trying not- something different. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, right? Because you, you can do the process over and over again, but you don't learn much until you start expanding what you've learned. Mm-hmm. So I can make pendant frames with my hands tied behind my back at this point. I mean, I made one. I want to see a YouTube video of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I if I I could do it with one hand. I absolutely could totally do it with one hand. You at said this point. both hands behind your back. You know what? I can work the tweezers with my teeth. I'll get it done. I made. It was funny because Bruce Bruce now that now that um, Rebecca has her pendant, um, <laughs> Bruce said you know it was his wife's birthday, so you know he commissioned a pendant for her, and I made her one out of peridot and antique brass and. It, came out really great so bruce told me what he was looking for he's like yeah he's like i said here i sent him a picture of all the different frames i had and i was like here pick pick the one you like and i'll just make it he sends me back i go okay give me a few minutes (laughs) i went in the kitchen i went in the kitchen where all my stuff is all set up on the dining room table and i just sat there and in 10 minutes i sent him a picture i was like is this good he goes you made that already i was like yeah it's done 
He goes, wow, you really have gotten fast at making these. I was like, that's how I can make so many of them. Yeah. If it took me, it took me an hour to make every one and be like, but yeah, you, it's amazing how much you can pick up just doing something over and over and over again. Cause my first one, I mean, I still have the first one I tried to make in my office and it's a complete disaster. It, the <laughs> resin didn't cure it. It looked awful. And now they look really good and people get them and they're like, I can't believe you're making these. So it's nice. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's really nice. But yeah, the process, your processes get better. Yeah. You're just experience watching a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> I, I think if YouTube went away, I think the maker community would be in big trouble. Oh. I don't, don't mention don't even, that. No, 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 no. Hey, everything's yeah. fine. It's all good. Everything's <laughs> good. YouTube's all good. not going anywhere. The one It'll good thing is like that replacing it. That's a that I, I think it's Ben Ueda that always says it. It's like yeah. It's 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 YouTube is the vehicle right now. Yes. But it's the content and the production that is what's driving it, and that's not going to go away. Yes. So. No. True. The content's going to. That's what makes me sleep at night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the content's going to want to go somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, right. you it know, will. whether people roll their own and you go back to the old days of going to people's websites. Yeah. Right. It, all that really does it just makes discoverability a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, I mean, it's it's like when you, it's like the difference between having your own web store and having Etsy, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. You you can roll your own, and I've rolled my own because I just don't want to deal with Etsy. But I know a lot of people that have had a lot of success on Etsy. But if Etsy went away tomorrow, those people would still have success in their own stores. Yeah. You know, it's just right. That it's just certain people just have success in certain things. Yeah. Right. So the question I always ask. And you know what's coming because you listen. <laughs> um, the question I always ask is, what is, what does fulfillment mean for Sharon? So I, I've had some time to think about this. You knew it was coming. This is, this you is actually thing, prepared. Like, <laughs> I, I, I knew it was coming and I didn't prepare. I, was, yeah. I don't know if I have a good answer, but I do have an answer. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, making someone smile like if they're having a bad day and someone says, I watched your video and you made me smile when I was having a crap day, that is, to me is absolutely fantastic. Someone says they watch your videos and they laugh or if they learn something, God forbid, um, <laughs> <laughs> or like it spurred them to go try something new or try what I did or whatever it is, anything like that, that someone is actually getting something out of my videos, mm -hmm. that, that makes me happy. I'm good. Well, you have done that. You have done that for me since the first video I watched. So, you've made me smile plenty of times. You've, I've learned a lot watching you. I enjoy watching your videos. I mean, just to give you a little kick in the butt, I would just like to see a few more of them. I'm working on it. I'm working on. I have, I'm. I'm working on a schedule to get them out much faster. <laughs> fingers crossed. I. I'm working on it. <laughs> but I. I do. I. I do really like your videos. I, I like your channel. And I, as a person, I really like you a lot. I think you're one of the nicest people that I've had the privilege of meeting in this space. And I'm really, really glad you said yes to come on the podcast. And I can't think of a better way to end season one than to have you on the podcast. So it was really nice actually getting to speak to you. I'm honored. And thank you very much. It's been fantastic to be on here. Um, Ethan, you want to... Well, I just can I can I take her answer and use that for my answer? A couple episodes ago? Yeah, copy paste, copy paste. paste a little bit. Copy good. paste. No, I, I, I was I I second everything that he said. I, I I'm I I think you're 
what you're doing is great. I just want to see more of it, and I'm I excited that we got to talk, and uh, it's it's energized me to to keep creating. So Good. thank you for that. That is look at awesome that. See, to you, hear. <laughs> you inspired two people in one night. Yay! <laughs> My job's done. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to do it. We'll have links for everything that Sharon is up to. We'll have her website, her YouTube channel, her Twitter, her Instagram. I know where to find her, so I'll show you where to find her. And <laughs> if you're not finding Sharon, you're what the hell are you doing with your life? So we'll <laughs> fix that. If you're not following, you're going to follow now. Um, I think that's going to close it out. Um, Ethan, you have anything else you want to add before we shut her down? No, I'm good. I'm, I will be back, and I'm excited. And, uh, yeah. We will absolutely 100%. I swear on my cats. And if you follow me on any media, social media, you know how much my cats mean to me. I can't wait. We will be back. And thank you so much for your support. Stay subscribed. You know, you never know. Maybe a random episode appears. But either way, we are going to be back in one form or another before the end of the year. I promise. I swear. Cross my heart. Hope to die. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your patience. I love you all. And... That's going to do it. See you soon.